bring it all to peace The storm surrounding me, let it break At your name still, call the sea to still The region me to still, every way At your name The darkness trembles, Jesus, Jesus. You silence fear, Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. Breathe, call these bones to live, call these lungs to see. Again, I will praise Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. You silence fear, Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus, you silence fear, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus, your name is a light that the shadows can't deny.
You chose the road that led to suffering And nothing was spared to prove your love for me You're the mystery That your final breath became eternity We had lost forever, you redeemed. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest forever. Hosanna, Hosanna.
sometimes it's moments of brokenness which create the greatest transformations. Times where fear gives birth to faith, pain leads to healing, and chaos dissolves into peace. It's in these times we often see God more clearly. For in our deepest turmoil, He remains faithful. When our spirit is crushed, He remains strong. When our moment is too heavy, He carries the burden. As gold is refined by fire, we too are often refined by struggle. It's part of growing, changing, becoming. Lately, the journey has been difficult. Our breath has been labored. Our steps uneasy. But we stand in faith, knowing who is leading us through this desert. The God of peace. The God of hope. The God of restoration. How many of you are in a battle? I think it's safe to say that life is a fight. We're either in a battle at present or we have just come out of a major struggle and fight or we're going in to a battle in the future. And the battles that we face cannot be won without God. And there's two kinds of battle that, that, that we face. There's the in, in, internal battles, the anxieties that, that, that people don't see, but inside we're warring, trying to find peace. There's the anger that we struggle with, and, and some people struggle and they fight to not fly off the handle so that their families and their peers are not walking on eggshells. You may be here today, you may be watching, and you, you cannot get your anger under control. God wants to win the battle for you. And, and there's these different things, addictions that people fight. And, and, and you're trying to, to, to win the battle for each day. And that's important for you to grab a hold of is that your, your victory over addiction is a daily victory. Don't worry about next week. Worry about today. Worry that you will be able to overcome with the power of God with whatever is put in front of you. And that addiction, that stronghold is not stronger than Jesus Christ. And then we have those external battles, you know, maybe physical ailments that you fight to feel better through the day. I think about people that, that have, uh, you know, conditions where they cannot make it through the day without hurting. God loves you and he's on your side. And then there's these uh, relational battles, you know, marriages that are fighting constantly and you're fighting to make your marriage work. You're, you're fighting to have a better relationship. God is for you. He's for your marriage. Maybe a, a, a struggle with uh, siblings and uh, a struggle maybe with a parent and a son or daughter, or maybe coworkers and, and these relational struggles. God wants to come alongside and help you as well. So then we have the financial battles. You know, we're trying to, to, to make it, 
trying to make ends meet and, and uh, we fight to be able to overcome. With God, you can. And, and the battle belongs to the Lord. We're going to find that in Joshua, that, that the Israelites were going to be facing uh, a fortified city with walls that were 30 foot high. And as they go to Jericho, uh, God is going to lead them and guide them. He's going to empower them. And actually, we're going to see that God is the victor in the battle. He's the one that wins the battle. It's, it's not us winning it in our own abilities. In fact, as they're preparing to go into battle, they don't make a bunch of weapons. They, they, they get circumcised with the instructions of the Lord. They, they get circumcised. They, they celebrate the Passover. They enjoy the first meal in the promised land. And then they, they, they get ready as, as the Lord, Lord's command. They, they get ready to move forward and, and to begin to move out and watch God work in their life. And so I put four keys together, four keys to unlock the power of God in the battles that we face. And we all have the battles. And the first key is we need to trust God to show up. He's faithful. He will always show up when we invite him, when we allow him, we submit to his guidance and his direction and especially embrace the power that he provides. And the first question that we need to answer, it's a very important question, is whose side is God on? Is God taking sides in your marriage? Is he for the husband or the wife? Is he taking sides on the finances? Is he for you or the creditors? Whose side is God on? And as we begin in verse 13 of chapter 5, it, it helps us to understand that, that God is on the side of his purposes. He, he wants for, for us to grow and trust and learn of his goodness in all the things that are in front of us. It starts out like this. When Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up and he saw a man standing in front of him with sword in hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, are you friend or foe? Neither one, he replied. I am the commander of the Lord's army. At this, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence. I am at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant to do? The commander of the Lord's army replied, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did as he was told. We can rewind and find out that the last time that this was said, you are standing on holy ground was when Moses was confronted with the burning bush by the great I am. It tells us again that, that God reveals himself in the Old Testament concealed. That, that the, the, the Jesus, the Messiah, is concealed in the Old Testament and he's revealed in the New Testament. You see, to Abraham, he showed up at the oak in Mamre. To Jacob, he showed up at Peniel. And then in the New Testament, we see that Jesus showed up when the two disciples were walking on the road to Emmaus after he had been crucified and he had rose from the dead. And they did not recognize him until he revealed himself. Jesus is a victor of the battles that we face. And with Jesus being a part of your life, as Jesus being a part of what you're going through, you will be able to win the victories in your life. But there's so much of a bigger purpose. 
There's so much of a greater purpose than just you winning the battle. You see, when, when, when uh, the commander of the Lord's army says, you are standing on holy ground, you need to identify that we're either standing on holy ground or we're standing on hidden ground. And we see in the, in the narrative of Joshua that there's a man by the name of Achan that, that he's going to do something as we go into the next uh, message that he's going to do something that he's living in hidden ground. And all of us do outside of God. All of us live in the shame of sin. All of us live in the, in the hiddenness of the things we don't want to tell people. But when we come into the presence of the Almighty God, we stand on holy ground and we enter in through the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and there's access there. And when we come in, we, we find a greater purpose than us winning a battle and God destroying the people in our lives. God's not a destroyer. He's a restorer. And whatever is in front of you, whether it's an addiction or it's a, uh, an anger problem or it's a financial problem, you need to know that God wants for you to overcome and submit to his purposes and submit to his kingdom rule. You know, um, when we put our faith in the temporary, we lose sight of the eternal. When we put our, our sight on the temporary, when we live with everything in front of us being the most important thing, we lose sight of the eternal. And God wants us to embrace everything that he has for him. You know, there, there's this, this phrase, Christian nationalism. And, and that phrase means that, uh, that you believe that your country is God's country. You believe that your people are God's people. And, and, and the reality is it's not biblical. When the commander of the Lord's army confronts Joshua and Joshua says, whose side are you on? Are you friend or are you foe? He says, neither. You see, God transcends a country. God is much bigger than any nation. God is about the kingdom. He's about restoring people. He's about bringing people into his family and, and, and bringing forgiveness and bringing love and bringing grace. Jesus helps us here. When he was before Pilate, Pilate addressed him and said, don't you hear all the accusations that your people and the leaders of Israel are saying about you as he was on trial to be crucified? And Jesus said this in John 18, verse 36. He said, my kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom is not of this world. Those are the words of Jesus. His kingdom is not of this world. His kingdom transcends this world. And when we put our eyes on our nation, when we put our eyes on our family, when we put our eyes on our, on our money, when we put our eyes on our peers, we lose focus of the eternal plan of God. Jesus wants to show up in your life, but it's so much bigger than the country that you live in. It's so much bigger than the people that you're with. It's so much bigger than the money that you have. It's about allowing him to have the rule in your life where he can exterminate all the anxiety, exterminate all the anger, exterminate all the things that you're struggling with, exterminate how, how, how you cannot walk in love. God can provide that because he will show up. When we put our faith in the temporary, we lose sight of the eternal. 
And here's the second key. You trust God even when the battle method doesn't make sense. You see, don't freak out with God's method of fighting battles. His ways are not our ways. And I, I think about a keychain. When you, when you pull your, your, your keys out, every key is different. And it doesn't matter what that key looks like. What matters is, does it, fee, does it fit the lock and turn it? You see, God's methods are not our methods. But what's important is that God's methods work. And God will always, always challenge us to, to, to trust him in whatever method he has before us. In verse, uh, in verse 1 of chapter 6, it says, Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go in or out. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho. Let's pause right there. I have given you Jericho. I've given you the key that's going to unlock that door. It's, it's, he said, I, it's king and all its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priest blowing the horns. When you hear the priest give one long blast on the ram's horn, have all the people shout out as loud as they can. Then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. <laughs> say what? You ever had one of those, say what, God? It's exactly what was going on with, with Joshua and the, and the children of Israel. You want me to march around the, the town? You want us to blow a ram's horn? Say what? God's methods are not our methods. Just like God's ways are not our ways. But God's methods are perfect. And they work for whatever situation we're in. Whatever battle that is in front of us, we can trust him because he always is perfect. You know, God spoke through the prophet Isaiah and he said this, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God's ways are so much better than ours. God's thoughts are so much greater than our thoughts. And so we go back to, to the, the narrative in Joshua, and we find all these sevens, you know, seven priests, seven horns, seven days. Seven, seven, seven is a perfect number. It's God's number. It's, it's a number for, for the perfection of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, and, and when you find this, when you, when you begin to understand that, that God's methods are not always understandable to us, when, when they're, they're not always uh, something that we would pick but we trust him in that method, we find that great things happen. Great things happen. And so we allow for him to, to move in our lives in the way that he wants to move. And here, here's key number three. Realize that your battle is won 
before you get there. You know, there, there are weapons in God's arsenal that are meant to be used. They're meant to be used. There, there are things that God gives us that are more powerful than any weapon that man could form against us, that are more powerful than any weapon that the enemy of our souls, that Satan, can form against us. In fact, with us, it's not a power encounter with our enemy. It's a truth encounter. It's the truth that we have authority in the name of Jesus to overcome anything that the devil puts in our path. Anything, addictions, anxieties, fears, struggles, anger, marital problems. We have the authority in Christ to walk in newness of life and to overcome. And so these arsenals that God places in our life are, 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 are like are, are those things that, that we can implement. We recently got an AC upgrade and, a, and a, a heating unit upgrade here at the Oracle campus. And we've got this, um, we've got this uh, thermostat that we're able to, to, to adjust from our house. And so before we get here, if it's cold, we can, we can change the temperature and, and have it warm up before we even get here. If it's hot outside, we can, we can lower it down and we can have the AC turn on and we can have a nice, cool building before we even get here. You see, we can win the battle before we get there. And that's what God does for us. You know, we can, we can go to God in prayer. We can pray before we even get to that battle that we're going to face, that confrontation. If you're fighting with your spouse, you can pray before you get there. If you have financial situations, you can say, Lord, I'm going to balance my, 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 my budget with, with you before I even get to these bills. I'm, I'm going to start preparing myself to bring glory to your name. And, and you're, there's someone who's struggling right now and, and, and you need to know that your battle is won before you go into the fight. Before you go into that place that, 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 that's continuously having the same results because you're fighting a fight on your own strength and abilities, God is calling you to let him come in. He's inviting you to allow for Jesus to be the greatest part of what you're facing. And when we do that, it's a game changer. Sometimes we lose our battle because we're waiting to praise God until after the battle's over. That's not how you, that's not how you win. You win your battle when you praise God before the battle starts. You, you, you worship God before you come out of it, of that battle, that fight, you worship God saying, Lord, I, I will praise you. I will thank you no matter what happens because you're good. And, and you invite his presence. You invite him into what's going on. That's what the whole thrust of marching around the city was for the Israelites. They were going to win the battle before the battle started. Zechariah the prophet said this, it's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. It's by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. God is bigger than your enemy. God is bigger than anything we're going to face. We have the authority of Christ. 
In Joshua chapter 6, verse 12, it says, Now Joshua got up early in the morning, and, and the priest took up the ark of the Lord. See, the, the priest took up the presence of God. Does that help us? We need to, we need to pick up we need to pick up the word of God. We need to, to invite the presence of God into our lives for, for him to guide us before we are in the battle. He goes on, Then the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew the trumpets and the armed men went ahead of them and the rear guard came after the ark of the Lord while they continued to blow the trumpets. So the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. And they did this for, they did the same for six days. For six days, walk around the city. They haven't even started to fight. They're walking around the city. Because the battle is not won when you get there. It's won before you get there. Do you hear me? Your battle that you're losing is because you're fighting a fight on your own when you get there instead of fighting a fight with God before you get there. With prayer, with worship, with trust. Trusting God in everything that is going on around you. And here's the last key, which is so important. When God says shout, shout. When God says shout, you shout. And the Israelites were, were at a place that they probably were like, what are you talking about? That's embarrassing. What, are we, what do you mean we're, we're going to shout in front of everybody? I, I recently told someone, if you're going to be embarrassed, do it for doing, be embarrassed for doing the right thing. Don't wait to be embarrassed for doing the wrong thing. And what I meant by that is, if you need help, who cares if you're embarrassed to go to a rehab or, or to go to a place uh, where you get a life coach or, or whatever is going to help you to get your life right? Don't, don't, don't worry about being embarrassed there, but worry about being embarrassed whenever your life falls apart, whenever your, 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 your addiction gets a hold of you and, and, and you, can't, you can't overcome it, Here, but, which you can in Jesus, but why do you wait? Why don't you just say, I need help right now. There's, there's someone who's watching. You need help right now. It, God is telling you to shout. He's telling you it's time. It's time that you get out of that life. It's time that you trust me. Because the walls aren't going to fall down until you shout. Verse 15, chapter 6. Then on the seventh day, they got up early in the, at the dawning of the day and marched around the city in the same way seven times. Only on that day did they march around the city seven times. And at the seventh time, when the priest blew the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Shout. For the Lord has given you the city. And maybe you're watching today and you're in a battle that you can't win. And maybe today is a day for you to shout for help. Maybe today is a day you stop pretending. You take the mask off. 
You stop living in hidden ground and you step on to holy ground. It's God who will win the battle. But you need to allow him to battle for you. You need to allow him into your life. You, you have to turn your life over to him. And I mean, this is everything. His methods, which might seem like if they're crazy sometimes because God's ways are not your ways. They're foreign to you. You embrace the people and the resources that are there for your victory. See, God has his people and they're there to give you victory, to help you, to empower you, to enable you. We at Living Word Chapel would love to be those people that come alongside. We're not the answer, but we can point you to the one who is. And I want to invite you to open up your heart and your life to Jesus today. To say yes to Jesus. We have to remember what Joshua said. He said, I am at your command. What do you want your servant to do? And it starts, as with Joshua, for us, it starts with giving Jesus first place in your life. It starts with you saying yes to his ways over your ways. He's the champion of your battle. You will not win the battle without him. We will not win the battle of life without God. We can't. We're incapable. Our, our, our life is all about faith. We're either going to believe that we can do it, which we can't, or we're going to believe that God can and he can. And so Jesus is inviting you today into a relationship with him, into a, a powerful, powerful, transforming walk that will change everything from the inside out. So I want to lead you in a prayer so you can say yes to Jesus. It's a simple prayer. It's just, God, I am tired of trying to do life on my own. And today I, I believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world. I put my trust in him today, Lord. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe that he rose from the dead on the third day. And so I confess him as my Lord and Savior, and I choose to follow him from this day forward. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I just believe that many of you said yes to Jesus today. And I believe that because you said yes to Jesus, things are going to happen in your life that are incredible. Things that you could not overcome, you will overcome. I believe that addictions are broken today. I believe that anger will subside today, that, that the anger, that stronghold is going to be broken, that wall that you have not been able to penetrate will be broken today, and you'll have joy, joy of Christ. So God has such a wonderful plan for your life, and, and we want to be a church that comes alongside, and, and we want to love, empower, and transform your life with the only thing that can, the living word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. For you that have been walking with Jesus, and maybe you're, in a, you're in, a, in a difficult, I call it a funk, and you just can't get over it, here, here's what I want you to know, that God is for you. And he's a victor over the battle that you're facing. And you can, you can overcome it through Jesus. So God bless you. And God loves you. And have a great day.